This message comes from NPR sponsor Stripe. Tap to pay on iPhone, and Stripe can help you grow your business's revenue and reach through accepting more in-person, contactless payments right from an iPhone. To learn how, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Hey, it's Manoush. As we wrap up 2023, we want to offer you something a little special. It's a bonus episode featuring more from Dan Butner. That's the National Geographic fellow and founder of the Blue Zones Project, whom we featured in our latest episode. We went on a journey, he and I, into Blue Zones across the world. But once we were finished, our producer Fiona Guerin stayed on with Dan to find out more about his daily routine, how he plans to live to 100 Now, listen, normally bonus episodes are just for TED Radio Hour Plus subscribers. It's a thank you to them for supporting us. If you are one already, thank you, thank you, thank you even more. If you're not, but you would like to support the show and get bonus content and get all our episodes ad-free, it's very easy. You can do it right now. You can go to plus.npr.org. There's also a link in the show notes And if you're not yet a Plus supporter, you're, mm, sorry, going to have to hear some ads in just a moment. They help support our show, too. But when you get back, you'll get to hear Fiona Guerin chatting with Dan Buettner. This message comes from NPR sponsor Charles Schwab with their original podcast, Choiceology. Hosted by Katie Milkman, an award-winning behavioral scientist and author of the best-selling book, How to Change, Choiceology is a show about the psychology and economics behind people's decisions. Hear true stories from Nobel laureates, historians, authors, athletes, and more about why people do the things they do. Download the latest episode and subscribe at schwab.com podcast or wherever you listen. This message comes from Apple Card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase. That's 3% on products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Slack. Sometimes it feels like there aren't enough hours in the workday, especially if you're trying to grow your business. That's why you and your team need Slack. It's the AI-powered platform where work happens, and it has so many helpful features, like huddles for impromptu meetings and workflow builder to automate tasks. Slack is what you need to help everyone have a productive, easy day. Slack. Grow your business here. Learn more at slack.com. This message comes from NPR sponsor Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive with no children and no casinos. Discover more at Viking.com. This message comes from NPR sponsor Chevron. Methane management is a critical part of achieving a lower carbon future. Chevron is taking action to keep methane in the pipe. They're committed to evolving facility designs and operating practices, and they've trialed over 13 advanced detection technologies, including drones and satellites. That's energy in progress. Learn more at chevron.com slash methane. 
Do you wish stories could unfold over three hours rather than three minutes? You tired of doom scrolling? Trying to find humanity? Or maybe a deeper understanding of why the world is the way it is? Listen to Embedded, NPR's original documentary series. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. I am really curious. You've been doing this research about Blue Zones for years, learning about these different lifestyles that are keeping people active and healthy for a really long time, into their 90s. So I want to know, how do you incorporate these lessons into your own life? And what does a typical day in the life look like for you? So I live in Miami Beach at the southern tip, and I wake up without an alarm in a very dark room and when my body wants to wake up. And then I walk or swim down the beach to a place where I get my cup of coffee every morning. Coffee, by the way, is a great longevity beverage, as long as you don't fill it up with sugar and milk and all sorts of other things. I read. I walk back. And then I work about four to five hours a day, which seems to be optimal for the human psyche. My first meal happens between 11.30 and 1, and I have a bowl of minestrone. I met the longest-lived family in the world in Sardinia, and they gave me a recipe. So my first meal is midday. I like to intermittent fast, as people in the blue zones do. So I tend to eat all my calories in about a, an eight-hour window or nine-hour window. And then uh, mid-afternoon, I always take a nap, about 15-minute nap. It starts out as a meditation, but it ends up as a nap. And then I usually work out again at the end of the day. That's best for my body. And when I say workout, I always do something that I enjoy. And that's either playing pickleball, riding my bicycle, stand-up paddle surfing. Sometimes I go into the gym where I meet my friends, but I never do anything I don't want to do when it comes to physical activity. And then because I know socializing... Having a great social circle and engaging it can add up to eight years of life expectancy. Every night I socialize with friends. So I go out every night and usually it's around a a great meal. In bed by 11 o'clock and um, hit the reset button and um, do that for as many days as I can possibly string along, hopefully to 100. Wow, that sounds like a really lovely day. Uh, how about in the afternoon? Are you keeping yourself going with a little coffee pick-me-up? No, I stopped drinking caffeine by about 10 in the morning. Caffeine has about a 12-hour half-life, so the caffeine you drink at noon, half of it's still there when you go to bed at 11 o'clock. So mm-hmm. coffee early, no more caffeine uh, after mid-morning. Just to go back to waking up first thing in the morning... What would you recommend for folks who maybe don't have that same flexibility because they have a stricter work schedule? What would help them make their mornings more aligned with the Blue Zone lifestyle? First of all, I would think about seeing if they can get their job to align to their body rather than the other way around. So um, Mm -hmm. maybe you can talk to the people you work with or for to see if you can start your day longer. A great night's sleep is so important. It can be worth about six extra years of life expectancy over not getting enough sleep. So I would prioritize getting sleep. And by the way, if if your job won't allow you to get the necessary sleep, I'd think about getting a new job, quite honestly. But if you absolutely cannot get enough rest or cannot wake up when you're 
body wants you to wake up. Uh, taking a nap does help. You do not have to go into deep sleep. If you can just dip in for a few minutes in the middle of the afternoon, the best time to take a nap is between about 1 and 3, uh, and that's what we see in blue zones. That will help with a foreshortened night of rest. Are there ever days where you don't start your morning that way? Like if the weather is terrible and you can't go out swimming, what does a compromise day look like for you? I just walk along the beach. Once again, that's why your surroundings are so important. If, if you live in a soulless suburb somewhere where all, all you see around you are these McMansions and no beautiful trees, you don't want to walk there. But, you know, I've made a little bit of an effort and stretched a little bit to live in a place where I'm right next to the ocean and by a beautiful beach. And I can't wait to wake up in the morning and go out there. It changes every day. The sea is sometimes turbulent and sometimes placid. The shape of the sand changes. The sky is different. That's all about the environment. And if there's one thing I learned in Blue Zones is pick the right environment if you want to live a long and happy life. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. And you can feel that same way in a forest or in any kind of natural environment, right? Yes, I actually wrote a book uh, about happiness for National Geographic, and we found two interesting things. Number one, if you live near water, you're about 10% more likely to be happy. And secondly, if you live in a sunny locale, you're about 5% more likely to be happy. So at the end of the day, whether it's longevity or happiness, most of it is a game of inches. There's no short-term fix. There's no pill or supplement or longevity hack that's going to make you live longer. It's about setting up nudges and defaults in your life so you unconsciously make small improvements in your behavior all day long, unconsciously, for years or decades. That's what gets you living uh, to the capacity of the human machine, which is probably about 95 years. Do you watch TV? I think there's room for some intellectual repose. We actually did a, a survey in conjunction with National Geographic of about 150,000 people, and we found that there's sort of a sweet spot of about 45 minutes a day of TV watching. seems to uh, bring a certain amount of joy, actually. But after about 45 minutes, you're using that time at the expense of richer things like connecting with people or pursuing a hobby or staying physically active or volunteering. So yeah, I watch about a half hour a day. Usually it's sort of the reward at the end of the day uh, where I kind of put my brain to bed and then uh, my body follows. When you're out with your friends, are you having a glass of wine with dinner or is wine only a special occasions thing or is it never a thing? How does alcohol play into your life? The vast majority of the centenarians I met during Blue Zones have a glass or two of wine every day. So that's the program I follow. I have a couple glasses of wine most days. Well, you've done an amazing job curating your life to fit what's best for your body. But for someone who is living the average American life, working to live... What is the best first step for someone who wants to start aligning their life to their body's needs? 
Well, the, the big lesson we learn in Blue Zones is not to try to change your behaviors. It's to change your surroundings. So, again, I would start with your job. Most of us spend most of our waking hours at work. So I would get that right. Uh, the next place to look is your social circle. So think about recurating your immediate social circle to add people whose idea of recreation is something active or something intellectually stimulating. Uh, you want friends who care about you on a bad day and with whom you can have a meaningful conversation. And it's not a bad idea to have a vegan or vegetarian in your immediate social circle because they're going to show you how to eat delicious uh, whole food plant-based diets or explore them anyway. So basically you're saying all of your social circle has these kind of shared values where you're spending time doing fitness and volunteering. But how do you get there? How do you curate those kinds of relationships? Well, I recently moved to Miami. So I love being active. So I very proactively uh, cultivated a group of friends who play pickleball. I think it's the greatest social innovation America has stumbled upon in the past half a century. Uh, very easy to make friends. I have a number of friends who, when I get together, they tend to probably drink more than is optimal for my health. I haven't dumped them as friends, but I don't see them as much. And um, I have all kinds of intellectual pursuits. I love people with different expertises, and I very proactively have created a social circle down here people who are into philanthropic innovations, a lot of longevity experts, people who are interested in health. And uh, those that's my social group. So it's uh, easy for me to stay mentally engaged and physically active and living my purpose. I don't have to think about it. All I have to do is call up a friend. When you were first getting into kind of making your lifestyle a longevity lifestyle, did you really have to focus and like think about your choices, or was it all basically making those environmental changes? I mean, it takes an effort to be healthier or happier. The mistake that most of us make is to think that we're going to change our behavior and really have an impact on how long we're going to live. And if you look at the research of diets or exercise programs or supplements they occasionally work, but only for the short run. They never work for the long run, at least not for critical masses of people. So uh, I'm a big fan, especially around the new year of, of new year, new you. But instead of trying to change your habits or your behavior, it's a much better investment to change your surroundings in ways that you'll be nudged to move more, eat better, socialize with the right people. And we often don't think of longevity in these terms. We think about the superfood or CrossFit or a fad diet or some longevity hack from some Silicon Valley billionaire. No, that's not the way really people achieve longevity or happiness. If you look at populations that have achieved it, they do it unconsciously by living in the right environment. I really love that. It's so great to hear that we're taking some of the responsibility off of just your individual willpower. Okay, so if someone wanted to make a New Year's resolution change to improve their environment and make this lifestyle easier, 
What do you think? Should they get a gym buddy, sign up for a pottery class? What kind of environmental changes actually make a difference? Well, for a New Year's resolution, instead of the fad diet or the gym membership, I would go through my social circle or my contacts and I would identify one or two of them who are healthy and happy and reach out to them and invite them to a happy hour or a lunch and proactively bring them into your inner circle of friends. Uh, Because at the end of the day, for to count, they have to be people you see with some frequency and people with whom you're close enough that you can have meaningful conversations. That's where you want to get. Most of us know a handful of people like this. We might have let them stray or we haven't made the effort to bring them close. But that's what I would do for a New Year's resolution. Or, you know, this sounds facile. Find a pickleball court. It's the easiest way to make new friends. And I wouldn't say it about tennis. I wouldn't say it about uh, basketball. Go to a pickleball court, show up with a paddle. Within about a week, you'll have some new friends. That was Dan Butner talking to producer Fiona Guerin. This episode was produced by Chow Tu and edited by James Delahousie. Our team also includes Matthew Cloutier. And for more bonus episodes... Just like this, sign up for TED Radio Hour Plus at plus.npr.org slash TED. You'll get all our episodes with no ads, but most importantly, you're supporting everyone's work here at NPR. Thanks so much for listening. We've got an episode of TED Radio Hour coming on Friday. See you then. This message comes from NPR sponsor Mint Mobile. From the gas pump to the grocery store, inflation is everywhere. So Mint Mobile is offering premium wireless starting at just $15 a month. To get your new phone plan for just $15, go to mintmobile.com slash switch. This message comes from NPR sponsor Capella University. With Capella's FlexPath learning format, you can earn your degree online at your own pace and get support from people who care about your success. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Summer is for going to the movie theater because it's too hot to stay home. It's for driving with the windows down, listening to your favorite music. It's for stretching out while you're on vacation to gobble up a TV show. For a guide to some of the TV, movies, and music we are most excited about this summer, listen to the Pop Culture Happy Hour podcast from NPR.